The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fill her up! You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart-Smith. All right, we're back with another episode of the Believe You Me podcast. We have a big show planned, as always. No man alive should miss this podcast. <laughs> Five seconds in, already dropping it. That's going to be the only one. We've got Themba Garimbo joining us later, and we're also joined by Hanato, Money, Moicano. Good night. If I saw Saturday, Anthony, what did you think? Yeah, I thought they were good, man. I was running around like a crazy person with my kids' sports and all that stuff, but I was able to – I missed them, so I was able to go back and 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 watch the ones that I really wanted to see. It was uh, it was awesome, man. Yeah, Demba. yeah. God, what a story. It, it is. What a story. As I say, he joins us in a little bit. Um, yeah, man. You know, having the rock behind him like that, and now he's trying to build a library back home in Zimbabwe. I mean, he makes me feel like a piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's the guy that hasn't got much to start. Do you know what I mean? And he's yeah. doing everything he can to raise money and help his people back home. That's beautiful. Yeah, we're not doing anything with all of our, our free time <laughs> and the, all the, the advantages we were afforded. We didn't do anything. No, I feel the same no. way. I keep thinking like I've got to like start some like Mikey B's martial arts uh, uh, program for young disadvantaged kids. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. back home in Clitheroe or something. You know what I mean? Got to give back to the community. Poirier does the same thing. Like every oh, anytime God. you talk to him, or you're talking about him. You're like, man, I need to do more. I know. And I'm not doing enough. I would love to do something like that, but then it's like the next thing comes along and mm-hmm. then the next thing, then the next thing I'm very, very busy. And then when I'm not busy, I like to sit on the couch and take a little nap. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I value that downtime. So kids, I've got the intentions and it's coming. When, <laughs> but Mike's not when... helping you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a zoom call. Oh shit. Uh, what did you make of that main event? Because Obviously, we had that foul. We had a point deducted mm-hmm. from Imavov. They just need to change the goddamn rule. I mean, I know the California State Athletic Commission talked about it. I thought that was implemented already. Yeah, I thought we were already. I thought we were. That was kind of like a foregone conclusion that yeah. that was already taken care of. Man, I don't know. Delite just looks. Sometimes he'll show up, and he's mm. he's so money, and you're like, man, it's going to take something really special to beat that guy. And then sometimes every once in a while, you know, and and I, I don't want to take anything away from Imovov, but sometimes Delice just doesn't he doesn't always show up in best in his best form. And I don't mean that as a disrespect to him. It's just sometimes he looks a little off. It's not very often, but you know, it, it was the worst time for that to happen. Uh but Imovov, man, he, he had such a good game plan to shut down the, you know, the the clinch, he shut down the wrestling, he kind of changed the whole game with hurting him early on in the fight. Uh, that guy's the real deal. He was, I mean, number one, he is the real deal. Uh, Delidze is a tough son of a bitch, though. I mean, because mm-hmm. he was pretty much done in round one. Right? one. That fight could have been stopped. Could have been stopped. I think the referee was considering it, and then he ends up going five rounds, had to dig deep. He looked a little sloppy. He made a few 
bad choices, if you will, in terms of giving up his back a lot, spinning a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But you got to give him credit, man, right? Because and maybe he was just maybe he was just shook up the whole time. Yeah, you know, he just yeah. wasn't all the way back. That's a that's a that's a big possibility. So mm-hmm. uh, I I got a lot of respect for 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 that guy, especially his jujitsu game. Um, just because he came from the jujitsu world before, I knew that guy before the UFC ever seen him. Um, so I, he's he's doing big things. I'm sure he'll be back. But Imovov is such a monster, man. Moncano got back to winning ways. Got the job done against your boy <laughs> Drew Dober. How's Drew doing? Have you spoke to him? I haven't spoke to him yet. I'm, I would imagine that he's doing just fine. It, Drew Dober has one of the best perspectives on life and one of the best attitudes and, and mindsets of, of of most people I've ever met in this sport. He doesn't get too down on himself. You know, he doesn't he initially, I think we all get down on ourselves, and that's just part of it. But he just has such a great perspective. He surrounds himself with really, really awesome people. And Drew Dober has always been the type of person that's never he's never let fighting kind of define him. Like it's obviously who he is and what he does, and it's that's you can see it in his fights. Like that's the type of person that he is. But outside of fighting, you would never know that Drew's really a fighter. He doesn't really, he doesn't hold on to that and carry that with him every single day. So um, that, that's one thing that I've always really learned from Drew, even when we were young teenagers, that he never lets things like that get him down too much. He moves on very, very quickly. So um, I, I've always, I've always admired that about Drew and Moicano. <laughs> that guy is amazing. He's just a great person. Yeah, no, he is. He's absolutely hilarious. I mean, that post-fight speech was incredible. But I just want to uh, continue what you talked about there with Drew Dober. You touched on something because, you know, when you do make it your sole identity, mm-hmm. you know, it does compound and make the losses even bigger and harder. But I was talking about this to Rebecca on Saturday night because Molly McCann was on the card and she got back to winning ways. And I thought she looked really, really good. Beautiful mm-hmm. armbar finishing round one. The wrestling was good. She was throwing the elbows. The hands were sharp. She looked phenomenal and I look forward to her future. Uh, but she was very, I don't know. She was really, really depressed when she lost a couple of fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I thought she handled herself with class on Saturday night and the post-fight speech and everything. I thought she should be proud of herself. But what you said there about Drew Dober and some of the comments that Molly made, and not just Molly, I'm not isolating Molly and I'm not talking shit at all. A lot of fighters, they, 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 they're almost like borderline suicidal. Do you know what I mean? And you can't necessarily let it affect you that much because every time you step in there, you're trying to do that to somebody else, you know, and look, listen, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I've been there. You've been there. Most fighters have all been there, you know, but you can't, it's like, you've, you've got to put it in perspective when the loss comes. And as you say about Drew Dober, inevitably mm-hmm. they do when you're fighting the best people in the world, unless you're some crazy talented person like a Khabib Namagamadoff, right? It's going to come. It's going to, it's going <laughs> to happen to you. And you can't just fucking feel sorry for yourself. It's like, well, I was trying to do that to somebody else. You know, I was trying to put mm-hmm. them through that same misery. You know what I mean? So you've just got to try and it's easy for me to say now retire, but try and keep it in perspective. Yeah. I, I've stolen the saying for that. I, they, I think Drew, I think he said it in like 2008 or 2009 when I heard him say it. Um, and I, and now I say it all the time when people talk about me or, or, or talk to me about a loss or something. And I, and, and he, I remember it was so simple. He just said, yeah, it's just my turn. I, I've, I've, I've been I've been doing that to people for a long time, and it, yeah. it's just my turn. It, it, it will always come back around. You'll probably do it to people more often than it's going to happen to you. 
uh, but it's always going to come back around. And that's, and, and so I've always, I don't know, I've tried to take that a little bit and I've done a better job of it at times than, than I have at other times. But, uh, I always try to remember like that perspective and that, I don't know, you know, I, we, we've seen it a lot lately, like people getting upset about the, the outrage and the toxicity from the fans and getting their feelings hurt online. And, and, and I've, and I'm guilty of it. I'm sensitive as anybody else. So, um, but I try to like use Drew's mindset where like, I have a really good life. I have an amazing family. I got a lot of good things going on for me. And Drew does a better job of that than most fighters that I know of just like, Hey, I got an awesome wife. I got a newborn, a new, I got a, a brand new baby. I have an amazing house. I live in a beautiful state. I get to train and hang out and, and hang out with my friends as my job every single day. Like, what do I have to, to, to be that upset about? And I, I really think a lot of people can learn a lot from Jude Over. Yeah, well, it's it's a very mature approach. Yeah. But it, it's having that maturity isn't easy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because as no. fighters, we're all we attach our egos to it. You know, and, and that's yeah. where it really stings. It mm-hmm. stings our egos, you know what I mean? Because we put well, that guy's too good. He, he's too good looking to let a losing a fight mess with his ego. <laughs> he's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm gonna <laughs> on top of everything, he's got great hair and he's good looking. Like, you know, he needs Talking to lose more often, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the, the little shit. Yeah, put a little humble pie into him. <laughs> Did you see there was a video doing the rounds or a, a picture at the weekend? Drew Dober from a while ago and his face was all full. And mm-hmm. then a side by side and he looked like Skeletor. The way. Did you see that? Yeah, he cuts a lot. Yeah. He cuts yeah, heavy, he heavy. Yeah, he cuts a lot of weight. No, he's a good dude. No, when they were remember dude. when California was implementing those uh percentages of weight that they wanted you to not yeah. gain and you know, they were gonna have talks with you and try to convince you to move up weight. Drew Dober's the reason they started that. Oh, really? Yeah, because he'll weigh, he'll fight it. He fights at 155. So he'll weigh 156 pounds. He'll be like 195 when he fights. Holy shit. He's That's well crazy. maybe not 195, but he's well into the 180s. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, that makes Moicano's victory even more impressive. And Moicano, uh, uh, just uh, as a uh, full transparency, believers, uh, Anthony couldn't make it uh, not on time, but the, the 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 two guests were early, so we did a little pre-record. So Moicano joins us in a little bit. We're going to edit it in later, but Brian's <laughs> going to be busy. Uh, but he was calling out Paddy Pimblet. He said that him and Paddy gone back and forth. Paddy uh, said something to him on Instagram or something like that. So he's calling out a matchup with Paddy Pimbler. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I like that. It's one of the few Paddy Pimbler call-outs that makes sense, actually. Because everybody wants to fight Paddy. Well, Paddy Paddy called him out. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's even better. Especially like two kind of... Both of them are kind of grappling. They can both strike, but they're, they're, they're mostly grapplers. Uh, I like that. And the trash talk leading up to that. Let's fucking go. <laughs> hey, on the microphone, DC didn't even need to ask him a question. He mm. just went out. He just went off on one. Hey, my dad, he's, he's having a baby. He's 62. I'm going to try for another one as soon as I get home. I looked on Twitter <laughs> and there was all these different gifts of Hinato's wife sitting at home like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. All these different images. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Twitter never fails, man. It's brilliant. I wonder why like that was what was popped into his head. Like, you just have this battle with one of the, you know, toughest, toughest guys in the division. You're banged up. You're tired. You're you're ready to be done with this whole thing. And the first thing that pops in your head is to talk about your dad having a baby. That's amazing. 
I mean, what a legend, 62, still mm-hmm. getting the job done. Good for him, Papa Moicano. Harrington, uh, this seems like a good segue because he was talking about uh, being in the SWAT. He wants mm-hmm. to fight the fucking bad guys, you know. <laughs> and I, again, I mean, imagine you, you are a bad guy, quote mm-hmm. unquote, and then the SWAT team bust your house and it's Hanato Moicano with a fucking AK-47. Right. Motherfucker, put yeah. your hands up. Moicano wants money. Ah, <laughs> He's screaming. Uh, at no, he was saying that he wants to join the SWAT, right? Which is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Harrington, you were telling us beforehand, right before the show started, about a competition. Check this out, Anthony. This is hilarious. About a competition where different countries send in their best police force. And they have like, kind of like the police force Olympic Games. Right. Harrington, the floor is yours. Uh, So Chile decided, uh, you know, in an act of of equality to send an all female uh, SWAT team to the UAE uh, police games. Uh, And as you can see here, uh, it did not go the best. Uh, This is the first obstacle they are coming up on. It is a zip line. Uh, So you got the team leader getting everybody set up, get their zip lines going. (laughs) (laughs) And- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so they failed at the first hurdle oh, oh my no. god oh no that's the guys yeah you better just hope and pray on the other end of that zip line wasn't a couple of hostages with their life depending on it <laughs> depending on you getting across Deidre and Betty to save your life and they're fucking falling off and landing in a swimming pool. What are they doing? Oh, that's not great. That's and not a great look. In, it's not a great look for the that's women. Great you know, there's a lot of great women out there. I don't there know. Are. They must have been part-timers. Oh. Yeah, there's no way they sent the best. Let's hope they that did the, not send the best. Let's hope the better ones were working doing that's uh, not a fair real. representation of women guys it's not that's what that's exactly what i was meaning that's bullshit chili set them up they were having a laugh uh i put this one in the notes because i'm interested in this and it's because i've always said of course both of us are strong advocates for clean sport right mm-hmm. nobody wants certainly in the sport of mixed martial arts or boxing nobody wants to be competing against people on performance enhancing drugs mm. and there's often people that say well hold on why don't we just allow everybody to take it. So therefore it's kind of a, an even playing field. Well, then that becomes who's got the most money, who's got the access to the best drugs. And for my money, it's not what sport's all about. It's supposed to be about the pursuit of excellence and how far you can push the human body and how good and disciplined and dedicated you are. But Harrington, just, just give the details on this. There is a, uh, let's see here, Peter Thiel. I think that's how you say it. He is investing money in what he's calling the enhanced games, an alternative to the Olympics that will allow all of them to take performance enhancing drugs. Oh, that's that billionaire. Yeah. Right. It's a, yeah, he's uh, he's he. I think he's the guy who started PayPal uh, with Elon Musk. Uh, he is a billionaire many, many times over. Uh, so he is using his wealth uh, to to put over the enhanced games. Uh, the idea he says there is like science is what's going to dictate, you know, the the athlete of the future. Uh, so they've taken off all restrictions. They will not uh, be testing anyone for any performance enhancing drugs. Um, yeah, and they want to see what science can can make of the best athletes on the planet. I'll be honest. I'm kind of interested. This is exactly what I would be doing with my money if I was a billionaire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This This is exactly what I would be doing. Like, Themba is creating all these great opportunities for the needy. And I'm blowing it on dumb shit. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I would be doing. 
Ah, I'm with. So I'm down. True. I'm with it. I'm I, like. Ugh. I like that. There's obviously we have the UFC and all these other like real legitimate combat sports. Hair. Did you see that when I laughed? Do I have you got oh, red? My face went like a balloon. I saw like a tomato, and then the color face. Look, it's, it's something to do with the light in this room. I'm not this red normally. Anyway, so you were saying you were saying oh, we got like the legitimate martial arts and and boxing and the legitimate sports, but there's got to be a part of everybody that just wants to see a bunch of juiced up psychopathic cocaine infused crazy people <laughs> just go absolutely insane like the the biggest juice monkeys we can find and just make them fight oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with it i'm with it we've had it it was called pride fc <laughs> <laughs> those weren't real fights though they actively campaigned to have people taking steroids did, did you know that i've been i've been in jujitsu tournaments before like uh not tournaments but like shows we're in the contract. It says in the contract at the bottom, we will not be testing for performance dancing drugs. I've always been in the UFC and under USADA, so it never mattered yeah. to me. But um, I was like, huh, that's weird that like, not only are they not testing, they're telling you that they're not testing. Like they might yeah. as well just ask you to do it. In Pride, they said in the contract, because I've seen it online, it said they will they will test for marijuana and cocaine. They will not be testing for performance-enhancing drugs. I think I've said it before, but Kendall Grove, uh, who used to fight in the UFC, who I was on The Ultimate Fighter with, great friend of mine, he was buddies with Phil Baroni, who's currently, I think, in, in prison. He's in jail, right? Yeah, like in Mexico? In Mexico. For murder. Yeah, for murder. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that one there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he he apparently was talking to Kendall and he said, the, the Pride pulled out a picture and said, listen, we want you back in Pride, but we don't want this Phil Baroni. We want this Phil Baroni. <laughs> where he's all juiced out. And he just opens the top drawer of his like, cupboard or something. He goes, I'm fucking back, baby. And in there, there's all those like, needles and fucking <laughs> testosterone and all kinds right. of shit. I'm fucking back. I'm fucking back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for the, the steroid Olympics. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, I would love to see like what kind of records they will break. Yeah, I want to see how far these guys are willing to push it. See how far they can jump. Right. Well, I want to see like how absolutely insane these guys will go. Like, are these going to be just like regular steroid users that are good athletes, or are we going to get like mediocre athletes that are just absolutely juiced to the gills? Because that's what I'm hoping for. This guy's a billionaire. Do you know what I mean? So he's he's going to want the best. He ain't having Harrington on a bit of Winstrol. Okay. Okay. Here. Hypothetical situation. Let's go. You're retired. You're okay. not in, you're not, you're not competing in the UFC anymore. It's not hypothetical at the moment. This is all facts. <laughs> Hypothetically, the steroid Olympics owner calls you and says, Michael, here's the deal. We want to, we're, we're, we're going to dump all the, the best money and science into you. And we're going to, we're going to just, you're going to gas you up as just juicy as we can get you. We're going to, we're going to give you this <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> And we want you to compete. <laughs> no matter life. Are you gonna do it? Fucking right. Let's go, baby. Hell get yeah. the contract, babe. Get down to CVS. Get some fucking needles. I'm back, baby. Hundred percent. You would do it. Fucking right. Let's go. I would I too. Know. If I wasn't fighting I anymore, know. I would too. Uh, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of these bodybuilders dropping dead very, very early. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? But I, there's a lot of like. You see, like those documentaries about steroid users. Like, there's a way to do it that's safe. Oh no, I'm sure. I'm sure because these guys that die. There was one just died just recently. I forget what. A lot of the old professional wrestlers too. 
A lot of yeah. those guys died. Yeah. Early. Yeah. No, they did. They did. Yeah. But oh, shit. Anyway, what do I know? Not much about steroids. I hope they call uh, you now. I hope they call you now. I hope they do. What's his name? Theo? Whatever yeah. his name is, yeah. give me a call, brother. I will Here do it. I'm bored. I'm I'm out. I'm bored out of my head. Uh, we had a sad day the other day. <clears throat> what happened? Carl Withers. Is it Carl? Yeah, Carl that Weathers. Sucks. Yeah, Apollo that Creed sucks. died. Yeah. Passed away. He was in Predator, right? Predator. Look at Anthony with the knowledge. Yeah, big Predator fan. It's a fucking great movie. Predator. Yeah. I showed it to Lucas. He loved it. Oh, it's a bit of an asshole. There is no tomorrow. There <laughs> is no tomorrow. That's Rocky. Yeah. Apollo Creed. Wow, man. It's crazy because you know what? He was born 1950. Oh, no, 1948. Mm-hmm. So what is that? 74, 76 years old? Yeah. Did it say how he died, Harrington? Can you see that information? Because you would think that somebody like him who's in shape, looks after his body, you know, Obviously, a successful guy, access to the best healthcare, and it's it's yeah. kind of shocking. Uh, no cause of death was announced, but his family did say that he died peacefully in his sleep. Mm. It just goes to show, doesn't it? And you know, sometimes it's just your time. Like yeah. my dad's about the same age; he smokes twenty a day. You know, yeah. hasn't worked out God knows how long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Quadruple heart bypass. He's got about 50 fucking stints and batteries in him, keeping him alive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's outliving Apollo Creed. Yeah. So that's funny you say that because I thought the same thing about my dad because he actually kind of looked like my dad a little bit, like they kind of resemble each other. Um, I'm like, my dad, I think I've told it, like crack addict, the majority of my life, raging alcoholic, smoke like a chimney. Smoked hella weed, hella drugs, heroin, crack. Drank his Sounds ass like off. A wild guy. He was a, he was a wild motherfucker, but he uh he lived to be like seventy five. Yeah, and then like my mom, fairly healthy, didn't didn't have any real vices, didn't smoke, didn't really drink, just went to and from work. Like died died in her early sixties. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I saw a comedian doing a bit on Instagram the other day, and it was like, you got all these people going, I don't drink, I don't drink, and they're out there doing runs and stuff, and they're living this healthy life, you know. And then he said, When I die, I want to look like shit in that casket. I want people <laughs> to look at that and go, Oh, close it, close it, look at the stadium. This guy drank his fucking ass off. Look at him. He said, You might as well just drink, you're gonna die anyway. You might as well drink. Enjoy yourself. You know, you're going to drop dead when it's your time. It's your time. Yeah, my dad always gave me, like, some confidence. Like, well, I mean, that guy did drugs and drank a gallon of vodka a day and lived to be in his 70s. If I just do half of that, I'll make it to 80. (laughs) We've always heard about these women, don't you? There's some woman in China or somewhere who lives to 120, drinks drinks a bottle of vodka a day and 20 (laughs) cigarettes. It's like, I'm not sure that's the blueprint to go down, though. That's probably not the way to go. I wouldn't wouldn't shoot for that. Um, all right, Harrington. Oh, no, no, sorry. Let's talk about this. Uh, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk oh, was yeah. on. Then it was off because of the eye, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's back on. I'm sure you've seen this. Yep. It's back on May 18th or something like that with a $10 million forfeit, which I don't quite understand because if either of them doesn't fight, the other person has to pay $10 million. Yeah, I'd be pissed. I don't know if I'd agree to that. You can't help How when you're going to get hurt. 
Well, no, you can't. And it's kind of unfair to Usyk as well, let's be honest. Because yeah, Usyk ten, ten million dollars. Yeah, $10 million means a whole lot more to him than it does Tyson Fury. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that Tyson, listen, <clears throat> legitimate. Things happen in training. You know, yeah. it's very unfortunate. You know, we've all been there. I'm sure you've been cutting training. I've been yeah. cutting training. It right. does happen. Um, so he pulled out. I understand they would want to put a bit of insurance, shall we say, on this fight going ahead and to, I don't know, it's not convinced the public. They've announced the fucking fight. They know the fight's going to happen. Yeah. But if but Usyk, if he accidentally gets caught, that's the first time he's doing it. For Tyson, it would be the second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess You know that, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I immediately thought of the money. I was like, well, I mean, I've watched Tyson Fury's show on Netflix. Like, he, he was talking about buying a goddamn airport one time, like just at breakfast, just like in passing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it started with like, I think I'm going to buy a plane. And she was like, you have a plane. He was like, well, no, an- another plane. And she's and his wife says, you're not buying another plane. He was like, I think I'm going to buy the airport. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he, just, he just is like burning a hole in his pocket. He's got to buy something. I don't feel Gosh. like Usyk's doing well, I'm sure. But it's definitely, he's definitely not in the same place as Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that must be nice, though. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they talk about the silk sheets and all the rest of it. Yeah, for that's always been so impressive to me. Like the people that end up in those positions that that are so successful, and they still have that kind of that dog in them. You know, is like like it would have been so easy for Tyson Fury to not get up versus Francis and Ghana. Like, God damn, that guy hit hard. I got a billion dollars. Like I'm at breakfast arguing with my wife about wanting a new plane and she's being a bitch about it. Like, yeah. like we're not living this. They're not living the same life. You know, like what is that motivation? Where does that come from? I mean, mine well, is you, you got to have something to keep. You got to have. So, well, well, exactly. But even when you get there, you got to have something to keep going, to keep, to have a purpose. It's all well and good. Yeah. I mean, listen, we all want to have to have as much money as possible. Of course we do. And, mm-hmm. you know, money makes the world go around. It is a necessity of this life. And it is it provides freedom, mm-hmm. freedom of choices, freedom to not have to do shitty things. But also, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, it gives you a purpose. You know, having all the money, but yeah. then just sitting around on your ass. I mean, what do you want to do? Go on vacation constantly? Well, that's going to get old eventually. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Constantly be on traveling to different countries? That's going to get exhausting. Yeah. You know you're going to I mean? run you're out of shit to buy. You run out of shit to buy. I mean, by the end of it, I mean, the, the shine wears off. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the fancy cars. Don't get me wrong. Beautiful. It's great. Very mm-hmm. good. Very good. But well, eventually. It's that adversity part that shocks me. I don't, I'm not ever shocked that they still compete. Like, whether it's Floyd or it's John Jones comes to mind a lot. Like, that guy has a lot of fun not fighting. <laughs> you know, like, he really enjoys himself outside of the sport. But I get John a little bit more because I – John's ego will not allow for anyone to ever tell him <clears throat> that, he, that they're better. His See, that's ego, what it is. That's what's driving ego, him. Yeah, his ego can't allow it. He can't, for a second, let anybody else have the ability to say that they're better than him. And and, and maybe Tyson, maybe that's the same thing for Tyson Fury. He just doesn't show it. it like, it doesn't seem that Tyson's ego-driven, but 
that's just on the outside. Maybe on the inside, maybe it's all ego. But it, it's- no, of course it is. Of course it is. Well, number one, it's their identity. But as I said before, when we were talking about Drew Dober and stuff, it, it's all ego driven because we want to claim to be the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's our skill. That's what we do. That's what we are put on this earth to do. That is our identity. So we want to mm-hmm. prove that we're the best. And look at Tyson. No man alive, right? You know, he's no man alive can beat me. And Tyson, you, he said to Usyk, I'll smash your teeth in because... I think his wife said, I think the uh, Usyk's manager said, you yeah. know, bitch wife to hit you with the frying pan or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Fury was not happy about that. Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah, I get that. But, 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 it's gotta, it it's gotta be ego. Yeah, no, it is. It's ego yeah, for sure. It, it is because you got the money, but that now, because I, I, I look why. at it and I think, man, like, fuck it. Like, if you, like, Maybe that's just me, and maybe I'm different because I, I feel like I got a pretty good control of my ego, but I feel like if I won a UFC title, had all the money in the world, I don't know. And maybe that's maybe once you and again, I've never won a title, and, and you can probably you can tell me better than anybody. Like I think after that I would have a hard time. Like once you reach those goals, I think I would have a hard time. Like, like, man, I'll just go have like I'll just go enjoy myself. You know, I go hang out with my kids and like, I don't need to get punched in the face anymore. I did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously in our game, you want to be the champ. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't because of ego. It's because when you're the champ, that's when you make the most money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So of course you want to be the champion because you want to say you're the, you're the best. You want to have that belt. You want to mm-hmm. reach the top of the mountain, but you also want to make the most money. That's why we do this. Points. <laughs> That's why, you know, I respect Conor McGregor doing what he's doing. Still, yeah, I mean, same thing. it remains to be seen if he's going to come back. Yeah. Right? But if he does, why? He doesn't need to. No. Because, because you can't buy the championship of the world. Yeah. You can't buy the, the only thing you can't buy. It's the only thing he can't buy. He can buy pretty much anything else he wants. Mm-hmm. You can buy the Special Olympics. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not the Special Olympics, the steroid Olympics, <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> he can buy the Special Olympics if he wanted to. Uh, a lot of people, probably candidates for that, uh, on this podcast. Uh, anyway. <laughs> hey, Dan. I, mean, I know, I know. Bad joke. I apologize. Uh, my brother was in the, well, he was trying to be in the Paralympics, actually. Shout out, comrade. Uh, but what I was, yeah, he can't buy the championship of the world. You can't do that. And you can't buy that feeling and that thrill. You know what I mean? You can't buy that. Yeah. And that, and that's why, I don't know. I've just always had such crazy respect for, and, and Connor's a great example for Connor, for John, for Tyson Fury, for Floyd Mayweather, GSP at, at his heights when he was, it was a welterweight, like the, just the, the ability to go through adversity when everything and essentially everyone else around you, you have plenty of reasons not to. Well, Manny Pacquiao, I'm just looking for it here. He's in the notes. Manny yeah, Pacquiao's on another one. Back. He said that yeah. his fighter is unretired and he's looking for a big money fight against Conor mm-hmm. McGregor. Harrington, you got any further details on that? I saw you put that in the notes. But again, Manny Pacquiao, legendary fighter, right? Been a champion many times, tons mm-hmm. of money. You know, yeah. I think he was running for prime minister or president of the Philippines or something. He does a lot for his community there. Mm-hmm. And now he's on about, well, he's saying he's unretired. It's crazy. Yeah. 
So back in, uh, I guess, 2021, he announced his uh, his retirement from, you know, strict competition. Since then, he's taken a couple exhibition fights. Uh, he has another one planned, uh, and I think one against the, they're still talking about an exhibition bout against Floyd Mayweather. Uh, but his manager said the door is not closed on that. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he is unretired right now. Uh, and we are looking for a big money fight. One that comes to mind is the Conor McGregor fight uh, that's been circled a couple of times. We just got to get Saudi Arabia on board. Yeah, well, they had they had an agreement to fight. I'm not going to get into it too much, but there was a bit of there was a bit of legal trouble, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was it was in the press a little bit, but I don't want to go into it. It's not my business. But yeah, I, they, they were kind of scheduled to fight, and there was a bit of money exchanged hands. I think in the past, as I say, I don't know all the details, but that doesn't surprise me. I mean, Conor McGregor, Manny Pacquiao. I mean, Pacquiao's tiny. Yeah, he's not a very large man, is he? Um, he's you know, tiny. I used, I used to, uh, like when we were talking about Connor and boxing and Floyd and the rematch and then the Pacquiao thing, I used to hate it because I just wanted Connor to be back in the UFC and doing his thing there and back in the mix. Um, now I kind of don't hate it as much as I did before because we don't really know what's going on with Connor. And and with, with the with all respect. Of course, Connor comes in, gets a big win. He's going to fight for the title. But as far as like Connor being in the mix in the division, like cons- consistently fighting once or twice a year or even more, I, th- I think those days are behind us. So I think at this point, I, I, I feel like for everyone, it's more acceptable for him to kind of come and go as he pleases. But it would be cool if he's not going to be in the UFC. It'd be cool to see him do something. Oh, no, absolutely. And he's always going to go off and do something big because mm-hmm. he's got the money, he's got the persona, he's got the fame. He's got the power to do, essentially, a lot of things. You know, mm-hmm. not whatever he wants, but, you know, he's got the right. power to do a lot of stuff. So we'll be seeing a lot more of him. The reality is, he's, what, he's 35, 36 now? 35, yeah. He's my age, yeah. 35. He's getting on. I don't mean getting mm-hmm. on, but, like, you know, when you're having multiple <laughs> years out. No, but he hasn't fought in three years. That's a, yeah, my lights went all weird. Um, yeah, he hasn't fought in three years. He doesn't yeah. need to. He doesn't need to. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to sit here going on about Conor McGregor every time. Best of luck to him wherever you are in the bloody world. I just hope he gets in there and uh, fights, uh, what's his face, Michael Chandler, sometime soon. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp that specialize in online therapy with licensed professional counselors, okay? Whatever it is that you're going through, if you're thinking of starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. As I say, every time, it's all online, designed to be convenient flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. So the convenience of this is great, right? You haven't got to jump in the car, drive to the other side of town, pay for parking, walk in, have an awkward face-to-face, a one-to-one with somebody sitting in a waiting room. You know, you might be sitting in a waiting room with Tony Soprano. No, there's none of that. It's all done online. If you're not vibing with the therapist, if you're just not getting what you need, you can change at any time. But these are all professional licensed therapists. So whatever it is that you're going through, maybe you've got anger issues, addiction issues, substance, anxiety, depression, you know, whatever it is, speaking to some of the people at BetterHelp will definitely help. So take care and take charge of your mental health today by going to betterhelp.com slash believe to get 10% off the first month. That is betterhelp.com slash believe. Harrington, what have we got? Throw something at us. Uh... What's, what's the big breaking story, the big news? What have we got, Hamilton? Come on. <laughs> uh, so I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> Robert Whitaker, 
Uh, he said the DDP loss was a wake-up call. Um, he said, Driguez is a hungry guy, and I think I underestimated that hunger. I still believe I beat him nine times out of ten. I still believe that I'm a better fighter than he is, that I have a better skill set than he does, but fighting a big, strong, hungry guy that's willing to leave it all in there, you need to match that. I feel like I didn't do that in the last fight, and it really made me think a little bit. It is what it is. The best way to make amends is to get back on the horse, and the only way to prove everyone wrong is to get a win under your belt. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Robert Whittaker, right? Yeah. You probably, you know, I, but I, I feel like he's probably inviting some criticism here yeah, for saying that's, that. That's so funny you say that. I was thinking the same thing. Like, God, he's going to get lit up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, listen, Whittaker's awesome. And, and he's still awesome. He's had an incredible career. And who knows? Who knows? You never know. He might see him as champion again one day. Right? He might be right. right there. And, and he might be right. He might be right. I think but it, I'm trying to. Uh, I owe Duplessis the respect to just to not just blanket agree with Whitaker because I kind of did. Like even I even made excuses for Whitaker before he even said anything after the DDP fight. Like wow, I, that just didn't look like the right the the Robert Whitaker that we're used to seeing. You know what? Like the guy's the champion of the world and just fought a really tough fight against a really hard guy to fight. And back to back beat two people that I wasn't sure he could beat. So I, 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 I think at this point I just need to give him the respect, and we just need to see what Whitaker does moving forward. Yeah, I'd see. That's the thing, though. I just think Duplessis is criminally underrated mm-hmm. by a lot of the mixed martial arts mass. Do you know yeah, what I mean? By, myself by included. And fighters, critiques, everyone. Do you know what I mean? And it seems like every fight that he has and he wins, it's like ah. Uh, you know, he struggled. He got mm-hmm. tired. You know, Whitaker didn't, didn't show look that up. good. He looked no. sloppy. He was breathing out, his, blowing out of his ass by round three. Mm-hmm. Well, he keeps fucking winning. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. getting the job done. Mm-hmm. And he'll, up until Strickland, he was finishing everybody. And even now that he's champion of the world, everyone's saying, oh, it's bullshit. He, he shouldn't have won that fight. So even still now, he's not getting the respect that he deserves. I think he deserves all the respect in the world as champion. Uh, and I think, because... Duplessis must be one of those guys. Uh, there's, there's guys, and I was one of those guys. People used to always say this about me because I've spoken to people that I fought. They said, we used to look at you and go, this guy sucks. He's shit. Mm-hmm. But then we got in the ring with you and you're like, oh my God, this guy's really tricky. He's real hard. Like when you look at Duplessis, he's eh, not the most polished diamond you will ever see, mm-hmm. but his takedowns are fucking legit. His jiu-jitsu is legit. He's got massive power. He's got a good gas tank. He digs deep and he's got heart for goddamn days. You put that all together, he's a problem for anybody. For, but people for still underestimate him, even it, though he's the champion. I was on the post show after his fight with Strickland and I and I just had to just be honest and say, listen, guys, I think it's time for us to accept that what we're seeing doesn't look like what we're, what we're used to seeing as analysts. It just looks different. And there's guys that we've we've been uh, that we've worked these these fights and these events and say, wow, that guy doesn't look like anything I've ever seen before. But you can still see that it's great. Your John Jones is a great example. Your uh, Israel Adesanya, some of these smaller, wiry guys that just do things a little bit different. But you can just tell, like, oh wow, that guy's really really good. It just it just looks different. Duplessis not that guy. It looks different, and our eyes can't like our, our our eyes and our brains can't compute it to like greatness 
for whatever reason, it just looks, it just doesn't look right. And it, and I think that part, some of the things that make us really great analysts, like our, our own careers, our, you know, 20 plus years of training, all the gyms we've been in, the guys we've trained with, the fights that we've watched. Like, it, I think sometimes it hinders us because it doesn't, everything he does doesn't look right. It doesn't like it are, we cannot, we just can't compute like what is happening here. It doesn't make any sense to us. So then we, I think we immediately go, Oh, that's wrong. That's he's there's, there's no way you can keep doing that and be successful for, for a long period of time. And I just on the post show, I just had to say, listen, I think we just need to fix how we're, how we're looking at this and just accept that it's not going to look right. And just works for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know if I necessarily agree because it doesn't look bad. <laughs> I, I mean, look at that. The way he took out Robert Whittaker. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that was his best performance yet over. I mean, obviously it wasn't a, what, a guy really, that moves that the moves the way he does shouldn't be as successful as he is. Yeah, but, it, but, but, but it yeah, works but for saying, him. It works for him. It works perfectly for him. It, it's, I mean, yeah, but look at his fight with Darren Till. Within opening seconds, I had him up, up against the octagon. Ball just hammering away. Left hand, left right? hand. It just, even that doesn't look monster. right. It, it didn't even look right when he was doing that. Like <laughs> It was a like a super robotic, like like nothing is smooth. Like, Took no, down like, Strickland nice and smoothly. No, it's, there's no finesse Dropped Whittaker with the jab nice and smoothly. I'm, I'm on your side. Ripped I'm just to the body nice and smoothly. It just doesn't look like, it just doesn't look right. Keep and I'm, I don't know how to explain shit. it. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. It's just, <laughs> you know, me and Dean, even before the fight Friday night, we're sitting around and we're like, got our phones propped up and like, like, I just don't get it. I don't like it works, but I can't tell you why. No, I, 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 I can see why I can see. Why. I, I, I think <laughs> I, I can. I, I look Name at him someone that. else that does that successfully. What do you mean? Do, does what? What are you trying to try to have like a slightly offbeat rhythm or loops his punches a little bit? Okay. So he does do that. He does have an offbeat kind of timing. Very, very robotic. <laughs> like movement doesn't punch when anybody else punches like his counters are non-existent like name someone you can name someone that has one of those and yeah. super successful find someone that does all those things at the same time i yeah i i, I just i just don't hard. agree with that it's hard though. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not good i'm just saying i know it, i know it i know throws us, it, it i think a lot of time i mean I'm, I'm not the only person that says this like no 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 it just no, doesn't way, look right way, i'm not just sitting there kissing uh, drinking his ass because i mean that's what fucking, it sounds like because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking gave me the runaround for a youtube uh, interview on youtube for fucking ages uh i, I messaged him and he's this isn't anything bad so i don't care i'll say it. i messaged him a while ago i said oh get, get a get an interview for the podcast or whatever yeah no problem but then it, it was, his manager took over and i don't know mm-hmm. if drinkers and his manager were having a fucking laugh with me do you know what i mean because <laughs> they kept moving the goalpost right uh next tuesday next wednesday oh sorry Sorry, champ, we're gonna move it for this, and then it was like, oh, he's doing an interview for that, and then it, and like, they just started getting crazier and crazier. The the reasons, do you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, sorry, uh, bad weather here, the power's out, and then he's like, oh, I've got to get some new headphones. We need them to be nice and shiny. And then every time it was just like, oh, all the news stations, all the all the electricity's gone in the city, and I'm like, <laughs> it's just getting fucking more and more exaggerated. And so in the end, I went, all right, all right, 
You let me know when the time's right. Of course, we need the power on. The right. headphones have got to be shiny. The wind is going to be perfect. I said, when all those <laughs> conditions are met, you let me know. Until then, congrats. Good luck. Walk <laughs> off. So you never did it. You never got it? <laughs> we did it. Hey, Drickers, I'm up for it, though. Come on, brother. Let's talk. I'll kiss your ass. I won't call you robotic. No matter he, he would call himself robotic. God damn it. I'm saying I'm saying the guy's the best in the world at 185 pounds. It just for us analysts, it just looks weird. And it works. I do think that like I think he's great for the division though. Like just I don't know. I love his style. I love <laughs> his style because it's just more. I mean, there is obviously technique there, but it's just brutish force. He's it's a brute grit. of a yeah. yeah it's a, he's I a love watching it. Yeah, I love me watching too. it. And the way he, I mean, listen, Darren's my mate, but the way he kind of ragdolled Darren, and Darren's bloody awesome. Darren's yeah. fantastic, and everyone always says, "Oh, you're on the Darren Till bandwagon." Yeah, I am proudly. Look mm -hmm. at the way he was piecing Drickers up. I think it was round three or round two or three, whatever, when he came back into the fight before he got submitted. Fair enough. He was looking good on the feet, but mm -hmm. that's what he did to Darren Till. Did it to Derek Brunson, forced him to quit. You know, he's a brute. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's a breaks people. Brute. I love watching it. And yeah, I, I love his yeah. mentality. This guy has that. He carries himself like a champion. Like sometimes we need a guy like him just to to offset the rest of us pieces of shit. Rest of us pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. uh, calls me an ass kisser and the piece of shit. Uh, no, I'll tell you what. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Guys, with the power of editing, we're going to come right back in just a second. But oh, look at this. It's me and Hanato Moicano. I am joined by the one and only victorious Renato Money Moicano. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Bisley. How are you feeling, my brother? <laughs> How are you doing? How are you feeling? That eye looks kind of nasty. Yeah, I'm like you. Only one eye, Bisley. Huh? Son of a bitch. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. How about you, my friend? I'm fantastic. I I've always got a smile on my face when I'm talking to you. I mean, you fight on you Saturday. So Incredible fight. Congratulations on a great victory. As always, the the the, the, the post-fight speech. The, uh, Daniel Cormier didn't even need to ask you a question. Yeah. And, and I was I was just crazy. And I don't know why, because I didn't even get the finish, you know. If I finish the fight, you can say, hi, ah, you emotional and this and that. But I don't know. I see the mic. I see him coming and I say, man, I'm going to talk a lot of shit. <laughs> 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 well, how long was that? Was it close to two years, right? Or about 18 months since your last fight? Yeah, long time. I don't even know. The last time that I fought uh, was before Doba was November 22, right? So one month in yeah. 14 months, something like that. Yeah. I had a, yeah. big, a big knee injury, you know, meniscus repair. So I had been working a lot of on my knee. Now my knee is strong. And I don't want to stop anymore. I want to fight and fight and fight. Yeah, well, we want to see you fight and fight. And we want to see you talk as well. And we want to see you get the money. I was just talking to my producer, Harrington, a second ago before you joined us. Uh, in the first round, uh, you know, Drew Dober's deadly on the feet, right? He caught you with a couple of shots, but you got him down. You were dominating in the ground positions. In the second round, you guys hit the canvas and all of a sudden you can see the damage on your face. You were covered in blood. You had a big swelling. What was that? Was that a clash of heads or was it a punch? What was the clash of heads, you know. Uh, today on my YouTube video, if you're out, if you're out and want to watch, I, I, I showed the moment that 
we uh, we like we clashed the heads was not intentional but you can see clearly and i was not seeing with this eye you know on the second round so that gave me a lot of trouble but uh, dobe stuff on the feet he one of the uh one of the best lightweights in the world especially on striking right especially mm -hmm. on striking uh i think he's the number one knockout guy on on the lightweight so yep. i i I had to do my homework. I had to clinch. I had to put him down because, uh, you know, uh, he was good at striking. Yeah, no, of course. He's deadly. He's deadly. He's fantastic. Um, we got to say congratulations to your father. 62 <laughs> years old. The man's got another child on the way. Crazy, right? He's crazy, man. He's crazy. He's crazy. And I, <laughs> and I think he was... Uh, He was trying this for a long time because six years ago uh, he had a, a daughter, but he wants another boy. He was trying, he was trying, and then like a couple of days ago he had a son, and now we're going to Brazil to to meet him, to to meet the brother, and it's going to be amazing. My father is just a a crazy guy. He must be proud of you, man. He must be proud of you. Uh, and you said you're going to try for another baby as well. You're going to follow in the footsteps. Soon yeah, as you got home. yeah, I have to. We have to. And I didn't have the time yet, brother. I didn't have the time yet. I just got home and like interviews and interviews. And I say, okay, uh, career force. But then I will have my vacation. And who knows? Maybe uh, I'm not the Moicano Junior on the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations and, you, and good luck. Um, <laughs> did you see the internet after your speech? Because people love watching you fight, of course, but on the microphone, man, you are money, pardon the pun, and the internet just exploded. Like, everybody loves you, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. I saw that, and I didn't know why, because, man, I keep telling shit. I keep in with this broken English, but you know what? I'm speaking my mind, and I think people are liking Well, that's what people do like. When people are being themselves, when they're being authentic, you know, I, that really resonates with people. You were talking that you want to join the SWAT. You want to join the police and be in the SWAT when you're done with fighting. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Why SWAT? Because imagine you, you don't say, I want to be an MMA fighter. You, you say, I want to be a UFC fighter, right? So I want to be a police officer to serve the community, to serve the country that I'm living in. Even though I'm Brazilian, I believe the principles that America was found on, right? Liberty, uh, freedom of speech, uh, 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 um, a free market society, you know, private property. I believe in all that, uh, on all that, Uh, principles and I think a huge part of that is law enforcement you know and and being law enforcement serve the community and still to be able to be part of a elite team that that they are the, the good guys right I want that especially because nowadays I see a lot of other fighters joining the police and, and trying to 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 keep to keep doing something right because after you're done Some people, they just go crazy. And like I say, I want to use that as a platform to to help the community and to help the country that I'm living on. Yeah, no, that's amazing, man. And it sounds, I mean, what a career opportunity as well. I mean, that does sound like a lot of fun. You go from yeah. kicking ass in the octagon. 100%. And then obviously, you know, you're doing a yeah. service, but... You, you got it. You're a cool. fighter. You got it. You got it. You fucking Me, got it. You know. On the SWAT team, we'll get a reality TV show around it. Money, Money, Cano, and Bisping. Uh, uh, could not be better than that, man. Could not be better than that, man. That's going to be... <laughs> 
that's that's going to be amazing Bispo. you a fighter you know what i'm talking about you know some people some people don't know but fighters they have something you know you 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 want to be uh you want to be like a, a special force team something like that you know uh, th- that disciplined fighters and after we done uh, we have to find something and i want to i i decide that i want to to serve in the police especially mm. in a in a team that very 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 high professional and good in what they do and do and doing the good thing so that's why uh my my whole speech was about that yeah yeah no no I'm well done and we can't wait to see you back in there how does the eye feel because i see a lot of blood yeah it's very bloodshot and a bit of bruising is it just superficial i mean how painful is that no, right it's, now it's just superficial i'm not feeling much pain i'm feeling pain in my my shoulder i had an injury on like couple weeks before the fight right so but, but everybody does i know like sparring mm-hmm. sessions you, man if you got to a fight and you're not hurt you're not training right this prince the champion he can tell us how many fights did you fight that you was 100% nobody so yeah. i had couple injuries uh, but nothing major you know the eye is okay uh, in, th- in 30 days i will be clear to to get back to training to compete and i want to compete as soon as possible i'm not getting any younger i'm just getting older so i have to take uh, uh, op- i have to take advantage of this opportunity mm. that's presenting himself i'm getting momentum people are talking about my name so i just want to see who is the next victim i just want to know who is the next victim to train and to get over there and do my thing well you tell me who is the next victim in a perfect world? Who would you want? Paddy Pimblich. Paddy Pimblich, I think that's a fight that because today he called me out, right? And now that's oh. not gonna yeah, he called me out. That's not gonna be um that's not gonna be uh you cannot say my name and don't get it. Now he going he going to get the smoke. He went to my Instagram because I was saying that he he should suppose fight Drew Dobe, right? Because he's acting yep. tough. But let me tell you something. Paddy Pimblet with this team doing like that, Drew Dobe gonna smoke him. And I say that on Twitter, but he got all mad and he say, why would I fight Drew Dobe if I can smoke you? And he sent me that on Instagram and I made a video. So he messaged you that? He messaged me, yes. He messaged me on my stories and tagged my name and I said, and I say, okay, motherfucker, now you are in fucking trouble. You have seen not gonna protect you because you start that shit, brother. I was not talking about your name, but guess what? If they put me against this motherfucker in Brazil, UFC 301, I can guarantee you I finished that motherfucker on the first round. That yeah. is actually a great matchup, if you ask me, because, listen, we, we know we just fought Tony Ferguson, and Tony Ferguson is a legend, but he's, you know, his best days are behind him. He's going to have to fight somebody ranked. What, what are you, like 13, 14 right 13, now? 13, but I should be number five at, the, at this point. Because motherfuckers. Get, no, no motherfuckers. <laughs> Bispen, listen to me. I was number four on the 45, right? And then you have this guy, BSD, number 13, fighting Dustin Poirier. And then people are going to talk about rankings, my brother. How you beat Frevola, and then you are number 13, and now you're going to fight Dustin Poirier, a legend. Dustin mm. Poirier is a legend. Nobody doubt that. Beat McGregor two times. How are he going to do that jump? You know? So rankings, you, you know, doesn't matter. They matter a little bit, but in the end of the day, is the fight that, that, that people want to see. And I, 
And I can bet you people want to see me against Paddy Pimblet, and that's going to be a good fight. So UFC, stop protecting this motherfucker and put him against good competition. And that competition has a name, Mani, Moicano, UFC, Brazil. And I get it. Maybe he's afraid to go to Brazil. Maybe Brazil is too violent for him. I can go to, to, to London, right? They, they have a UFC on London. And guess what? I will beat your ass in front of your queen. Not anymore because the not the queen, the king. Okay. The king. And I and I know you you England guy, but don't give me that shit, brother. I will beat I will beat Paddy Pimblet on your town. So so there's it looks like they're gonna have a UFC event in the UK around summer. So in a perfect world, you summer, fly when is the- summer? I, I don't get it. When when is summer? Months. Talk about months. <laughs> Summer. I don't know if it's been announced, so I can't say it. Summer is all we're Summer? saying. No, no, yeah. the, no. Now you say you have to say. What's the month? <laughs> What's the month? The summer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's been announced. I hear. I'm hearing maybe. But, but you start to talk now. You have to finish. You're a champion, biscuit. <laughs> Let's go. I know, I know. But I can't be breaking fucking news. It's not my business. But you, Paddy, in the UK. How do you beat Paddy? How does that fight go no, down? No, but I'm asking... Because I some, think it makes all the sense in the world. Let me, let me, I think it does, but let me see when is summer, because I'm fucking dumb. I don't know. I, I have to well, know... Well, well, it's June, July, August. Ah, okay. That's good. Ju- June yeah. is okay. I can beat this motherfucker in June, but... July, I'm, I, I'm August. Not, yeah. I'm not waiting too much. I'm not waiting too much. 34 years old. I have to go. And if you want that smoke, just send me the contract, Paddy Pimble. Easy money. I'm going to make you easy money, my brother. <laughs> Finish on the first round. <laughs> what do you think of Paddy? Because he talks a lot. I mean, so do you. I mean, that's what we do. I did. I talked a lot of shit as well. What do you make of Paddy? He's trying to, to make himself a name in UFC, right? And I think uh, he's, I think he could be a good fighter, right? He. Mm. I remember his fighting against Luigi Vendramini and I lo- and I know Luigi Vendramini. Luigi Vendramini is tough and mm. he was losing and then he beat. So I think he has a good team. Now I'm going to, uh, every time that I talk shit about the fight is because I want to, to, to get the fight, but I will be honest with you. I think he can take a punch. I think his team is good. Uh, but I do think that he lack some defense on the striking especially when he's walking forward, like his chin is up high. I think his wrestling is not top-notch. I think he has a good jiu-jitsu, but only jiu-jitsu is not going to get you to, to the rankings, you know, you, and you, you know better than I'm Bisping. You have to have a good striking and a solid wrestling and a good cardio. And as far as I am concerned, his car- cardio is not the greatest too. So I see a lot of holes, but I see that he has a lot of, uh, things to improve and with his popularity and how UFC likes him I think he can do it the only problem is he's going to be a better fighter after I finish him on the first round I'm gonna give his I'm gonna give him experience and then he can move up and be a better fighter but when I fight him I will finish in the first all right. Okay. Well, that's a solid call out. It's a pretty fair assessment of his skills, to be honest. I mean, as fighters, as we're going up, as we're working our way through the rankings, we're always getting better. We're always improving. I think what you pointed out there, you know, the chin, he does carry the chin a little bit high, but that can be corrected. He can work on that. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, he's, he's, what is that, five five wins in a row now in the UFC. All right, he had a close one with Jared Gordon, could have went. No, no, don't don't say that close one. It was not a close <laughs> one. You know it's not, it was not a close one, Bisping. Do you it really was think a, it was, was a close? Well, it, I had Jared winning the fight. But okay. it was it's not it now wasn't we talk, the worst now decision. Now we talking. Now we talk. It wasn't the worst decision we ever saw. That Maybe it was the worst the decision time, ever. Maybe it was the worst decision ever in the UFC. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That was the worst decision ever in the UFC. But okay, I I, I got it. I got it. And, and and to be very honest with you, it was a little bit close, but he definitely lost the fight. Yeah. But again, he's on the books, nobody cares, right? He got the W. And exactly. Now, let's move on. We not we don't talk anymore. This is not This is not news anymore. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, to be fair, he's five and zero, four and zero. I don't even know. But let me tell you something. Uh, I, I'm being really honest. If Paddy Pimblet wants to fight, let me know. We 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 make the contract. I don't want any drama. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe I, I'm not waiting for him. You know, Frevola was waiting for him for almost two years trying to get the fight. I'm not like that. If he doesn't want to fight, okay. I will move on and I will climb the rankings, okay? We have Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner, Benil Darius. I think Benil Darius should be a great fight for me, especially him coming off two uh, losses, you know, him being a jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, we can see who is the better on the ground and I'm pretty sure it's me. You know, it's my time, money time, and I, I'm coming, I'm coming. If Pad, if Paddy Pimblet doesn't want the smoke, someone else will get it. You, maybe will be Benil Darius. Well, make no mistake, someone's going to get it. I, I like the paddy caller. I think it actually, for both of you, makes a lot of sense. And with you having a big personality and with you getting a bigger and bigger star, I think it's a sensational matchup. Um, what do you like to do away from mixed martial arts? What, what does Renato Money Moicano do when he's not on the Renato Money Moicano YouTube channel? Is it Money Moicano? Money Moicano channel, yes. So subscribe and ring the bell to that, everybody, please. Um But what do you like to do in your free time, Renato? Fuck, Bispe, I'm going to show you that. But I'm trying to learn more about economics, you know? So economics. Economics. I'm trying to, to like, this is Portuguese. Investor intelligent. Yeah, the smart investor for Warren Buffett. And, like, I'm, I'm fucking trying to read this too. But everybody in Portuguese, the sixth lesson of Mises. So I'm trying to learn more about economics and politics and all that shit because... Uh, be, because I don't know you, you back in the day I used to be very don't care about these things but more I get older I want to know how the world works you know why mm. we pay so many taxes why 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 the government is like that so I don't know I, I'm I'm spending my, my days on on trying to figure things out for me for my family and that's what life's all about i'm doing the yeah. same thing brother i'm still i'm yeah. still trying to figure this out so I'm, far so yeah. good but it can always be better and education is the tool um how many children you got i have only one and one is coming for, for, now, for now for now for now for now <laughs> no i want to have a big family i think that's a that's that was something that uh we had especially on Western throughout the ages, you know, big family, nuclear family, a lot of people that you can count on before, before we didn't have like social security and stuff. So you take care of your fathers, your father take care of you. Mm. And I believe that bond, I believe like people are stopping to have kids and big families because economics are pushing him to not having kids, but that's, that's, 
that's not good because money is good but what is the, what does money does to you if you don't have a family to support if you don't have a community to bring it together money is only a tool and what make uh, you great is the family that you build and, and your sons and your fathers and all relationships that you have so i i i do encourage people to have my family and b- because that way we can build a better country, a build community. Because if you have children, you want other people to succeed because they will be around your children in schools mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, people are getting too individualist about themselves. They want to talk about careers and they want to talk about what they like to do. But life is not about that. Life is about uh, uh, being held account- accountable, right? To do the right things. And, and, and I want to have at least three, three kids, you know? I have one, I have. I want to have two more, but who knows, if God sent to us, to me, that I believe, I, I will be glad. Yeah, yeah, no, and I mean, one child is a blessing, but three, all the best to you. How was it in Brazil? Because something you said there made me think, because in the Western culture, it's very different to a lot of the Eastern cultures. Like next door, our neighbors, they're Filipino. To the left, we have an Indian family and they still have their parents living in the house with them as they get older. It seems like more Western civilizations, that isn't really how it goes. How was it in Brazil? For me personally, is is everything about economics, right? So what we're living in America right now, the inflation is something that is happening in Brazil for decades and decades and decades. So you can see like a lot of uh, adults still live with the parents, you know, because they don't have money enough to 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 move. So you see, I see. I see people with my age that I train, that I study, they still live with the parents because of the current situation. And that and that holds them to have a family. And I think that's a huge part yeah. of what's happening all over the world. So for, for me right now, the biggest uh, problem uh, when we talk about that is the how the, the government is growing and how is inflation is taking over and, and destroy economies and destroy families. So, so when I say Western, I say, I say uh, all over the world because we, we live in a global economy. If, they, if the dollar goes up, every place goes up. But Brazil suffers a lot with that. And, and, and I think people are stopping to have children and big families because of that, because the economics. Well, well, well it's hard. I mean, life hard. at the moment is tough. And when you talk of inflation, that's not just in the States, it's worldwide. Obviously, I'm English, so I, I, I go back to England. I follow the British news there and everything. The, the interest rates, the inflation, property prices, it's not exactly. just out here in America. It's, it's pretty much most of the world, to be honest. The worldwide economy is in a really tough place. And if you're a young man trying to start a family or trying to get your first house, it's <laughs> almost impossible. It really is. And and that's why I was saying, like, and and, and some people, I think, like I say, I think some people, they want the establishment, people that are living comfortable, don't want people to grow and they want to, to, you know, this whole thing that some people tell is conspiracy theories, but I do believe that is, that is like a, a deep state in every country, they, they don't want to leave. They are there forever. They just want to keep their jobs and they just they just want to keep imprinting money and spending money on, on, on stuff. One thing that you see a lot on this on this 
on these books, like especially in Austrian economics, that if you subsidize something, you take money from somebody and give it to another. And that sometimes leads to malinvestments. So we have to, 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 to make the, the market be as uh, free as possible so people can adjust. Because w one thing that it does is create inflation because government can print money. So let's, let's say the banks yeah. in America, uh, like last year, they got bailed out. And who is the money? Is our money because well, in the of course end, they just print more money. It makes it the value more exactly. Yeah. So, so that's a down, big problem. Everything and costs more money. Inflation goes up. Goes up, and the house goes up because people are trying to say this is like a a reserve of value, right? The houses, the gold, and all the the other the other the other actives. So, so the, the economy is not in a good place, and I think that's why. We, we're going to see that the, the society degenerate a little bit. So, and, and especially because maybe you don't believe in God, but I believe in God. And, and I believe in the institution of church, the institution in the meaning that something that worth to live on, you know, to live on. And, and like that, may, for me, makes a better society. And people are starting to struggle with that, with that kind of thoughts and, and And that's why that was my whole speech, because to me, America was built on that, you know, on, on society, on, on separation of of the state and religion that can people can be free and, and people can trade and keep and people can have private par, private property. But like I say, I'm still learning 15 years from now. I will I will have like stronger opinion on that. It's just a topic that I like because because we pay a lot of taxes. You know oh, you bro. you were champion how many it's fucking disgusting how it's, how much we crazy. pay It's fucking Bro, I live in California. Yeah. So on top of all the federal tax that I pay, I pay, I think it's 13% state tax as well. I pay road tax, tax on my car, sales tax, tax on tax on tax on tax. Everything's fucking taxed. But yeah, the state of the roads by my house, I get on the freeway, I'm getting fucking potholes all the time. So don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And, and, and because they take your money and they say, We know what is good for your money. I'm gonna invest you on that, and you don't have the power to control. So, so politics now I see they play a huge role in our lives, but we are not teach how to understand that. And we they just want they just want us to keep paying money, you know, and being and being patient about the the whole thing in the world and. And that's why I'm trying to learn. It starts all with taxes, my brother. Too many taxes on this fucking country. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So when we say Renato Money Moicano, this isn't just a catchy nickname for you now. You're going hard on the economics. You're reading books. You're going to be the next Warren Buffett. No. Taking no. over the world. No. You're causing a fucking revolution. Renato no. Money Moicano wants the money. He's going to take the money. No, because to be rich back in the day, if you read, if you were, a guy that could save money, you'll be rich. But with inflation, that is not really investments because if you're no, not making no. if you're not making 20% on your investment, you're losing money. Yeah, you know? money sitting in the bank is very, very stupid because you're just losing value every you're just, single year. You're losing every value. Year. But 30 years ago, you buy a house and you just save money and you're okay, right? Mm. Uh, the 401k, but now, like, it, one friend tell me one thing. What do you think is better to have again, to have a gun or to know how to use a gun? Money is the same. It's better to know how to use money 
and then have money because otherwise you're gonna have money and you're gonna expense spend. So so that's why I'm trying to learn about that these things because again this play a huge mm. hole in our lives. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, and sadly, that is kind of what makes the world go round. You know what yes. I mean? So you got to know yeah. about it before yeah. we let you go, Harrington. He's our producer, Harrington. We got any quick questions for Hernato Money Moicano? And congrats again, buddy. Paddy Pimblett, love the call out. I don't think my producer's here. I think it's just me and you. Well, listen, Thank brother, you. Th th thanks for joining because we've taken up enough of your time. I love that call out. I think you and Paddy makes all the sense in the world. I really do. I think it's a good fight for him because of your ranking. I think he has to fight somebody ranked, you know. Uh, and for you, it's a huge name for you to fight and continue building your star. So congrats on the weekend, man. Uh, Drew Dorbert is not an easy person to beat. So congratulations. Hope the eye rests up soon. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Bispin, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, especially because you are a champion. And, and I just uh, want to ask you one question. Please. Ha Please. Have you ever doubt about yourself being a champion? Because you had some struggles, right? I, I, I remember... Man, I, I am a UFC fan. I'm watching all your fights, and and I remember you beating Hockhold. Uh, uh, Have you ever doubt yourself on being a champ? You know, it, it's it's crazy. The answer, the short answer, is no. But it's crazy because um, I stumbled across an old fight of mine a while ago, and I was led in bed, and I watched it on TV. It was like a rerun UFC Fuel or something, whatever it was. And I watched it. And after the fight, and I knew I had one eye at the time, and, and I'm on the microphone and I'm screaming, I'm going to be the champ. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I remember lying there in my bed and thinking, where the fuck did this confidence come from? Because to answer your question, the reality is, is that I never had a doubt in my mind. Right? And I know a lot of people thought I was crazy. They thought I was delusional. They thought I was arrogant, but I knew what I was capable of. My team knew what I was capable of. My wife supported me. And with that support, I knew I'm, I'm not going to give up. And yeah, I lost some fights, but every time you lose and it's a cliche, you get better. You improve. You figure out what went wrong. Maybe the weight cut wasn't correct. I did too much of this in training. I was lifting too much weights. I was running too much, whatever it was. And every time, every time you tweak it, you get a little better, a little better, a little better. So I knew I'd get there in the end. So to answer your question, the answer is no. But having blind confidence isn't just going to do it. It's like I was just talking to somebody else and they were saying, you got to put the work in. Having the work ethic, you got to get out of bed. You got to work your fucking ass off. Be the first one showing up at the gym, the last one to leave, you know, not cutting corners. You know, it's all well and good having confidence and having the confidence to say it out loud to people that I will be a champion. But you've got to work your goddamn ass off because everybody wants to do it because everybody wants that money. Yeah. That's an excellent, that's excellent uh, answer. And that already answered my, my next question. Well, what should you do to be a, a champion? Hard work and believe in yourself. That's it, right? Yeah, I mean, because I always say everybody has a skill. Everybody's good at something. I figured out my fight, my skill was fighting. Your skill is clearly fighting. You know what I mean? So when you figure out what that is, and for us, it's fighting, That's your thing. That's what you're going to ride all the way to the end. You're going to fucking do this until the fucking wheels fall off. Or you're going to die trying. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So this is it. This is your skill. This is your talent. Obviously, you're great on the microphone as well. You've got the, the, the YouTube channel. You're expanding your mind. You're reading books. You're doing everything right. You know what I mean? But we want to see you back inside that goddamn octagon. And Hinato Money Moicano versus Paddy Pimblett is the one that we want to see going down. 
in the UK. Yeah, in the UK, and you guys were the first to hear, okay? Thank you so much, uh -huh. Bispin. See you next time, and thank you so much for having me here. Congrats, brother. Take care. Talk to you soon. Oh, oh. All right, today's episode is sponsored by FitBod, which is the personal workout guru in the palm of your hand in your phone. What am I talking about? Well, listen, FitBod is a smart workout app that creates personalized workouts based on your goals, your fitness level, and the available equipment. Whenever you want to use it, you just pick it up and you look at it and it will give you a workout. It tracks all of your muscle recovery. FitBod adapts as you improve. And the best thing is for the cost of one session with a person, personalized trainer, you get access to a full year of FitBod's workouts, which are designed specifically for you. Okay. Also, there's 1,400 high definition demonstration videos. So you learn the technique correctly. You keep the correct form. You get the most out of your workout. And of course, you're not going to get injured. Whatever equipment you have available also, it will tailor a workout to that. So if you've got a full gym, that's great. If you're just in the garage, you're down the local park or just in your front room, it'll give you a workout that you're going to get the most of you're going to get see the benefits and right now you're going to see a tremendous benefit when you take advantage of this offer all you're going to do is go to fitbod.me slash believe to get 25% off the subscription or you can try the app out for free as I say the workouts are fantastic I use this when I'm on the road fitbod.me slash believe 25% off and you can try it out for free so you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain and we're back um I'm not going to lie. I've got a bit of a headache today. Yesterday, well, no, in fact, no. Today is my daughter's 21st birthday. Oh. 21 years old today, so we went out last night. We had a nice steak. I had three dirty vodka martinis. So I'm not going to lie. I've got a little bit of a headache today. Were they Michael Bisping sized? Were they, they, they were good sizes. They, they were so big that they filled the glass and then they leave the shaker. I had a good little buzz going on. 21 years old, Anthony. My daughter, it's crazy. It flies by, crazy. man. Yeah, that's that's crazy. 21. Yeah, 21 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. Time been, flies by. I've been trying to ease off the booze in a little bit. Um, I'm ready to fight. I've, oh, I've, yeah? It kind of just hit me. Like, not fight, fight, but I'm ready to like get back to, mm. yeah, like find a fight, starting to get back in shape, picking up the workouts a little bit. Trying to get this. I'm fat. I'm, I got this belly hanging over my pants. <laughs> I got to deal with that. So I'm like, what do you I don't think know. you're weighing right now? Mm, I was 237 like a week ago. 237. That's a yeah. big Anthony Smith. That's heavy. Yeah, I'm heavy. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. When I'm off, I'm off. <laughs> I'm yeah, you got to enjoy yourself, though. Have a yeah. little mental break, you know, have a reset. It was Christmas as well, mm -hmm. you know. Um, in a perfect world, who would be the opponent? Have you thought about that? No, no. I've been, I've been trying to change my mindset a little bit, and there's like a couple things that matter. The name doesn't really matter. How I feel about it matters. I think that I want something that's like exciting, like not, and maybe divisionally, maybe it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't care if they're ranked. I don't care if they're not not ranked, ranked high. I don't care who it is. It, it's I, it's got to be something that I I deem as fun, and I know that sounds really stupid, but like, I like when I hear the name, I want it to be exciting. I want to go, ooh, that'd be fun. Well, I tell you a fun thing, a fun hmm. location, somewhere okay. in the UK. That would be fun. 
That's Let's that's what I it. need. That's what I need. I need something that's fun that I like I want to look forward to it. You know, I want to like even if it like it the the heart like the danger factor doesn't really matter to me. I don't care how hard the fight's going to be. I I want it to be like someone that gets me excited and I want it to be somewhere that gets me excited. Um yeah. and the timing isn't I'm less concerned with the timing too. I like it I don't know, May or June or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Just want to There's have nothing some fun. announced yet, but, but they will be coming back to the UK at some point soon, I would have thought. Uh, we talk about this stuff. We're always making plans. But live Believe You Me podcast yeah. on the Sunday after Anthony's victorious return. Anthony and Brian, Harrington and Brian, get your passports polished up. We're yeah. off to the UK, baby. We're yeah. off to the rain. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm ready gonna, to go. I'm going to send Mick Maynard a text and say, hey, whenever the next UK show is, you let me know. I want to be on it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Harrington, give us a mixed martial arts story, please, buddy. Okay. You put this in the notes about the, uh, this Apple thingy, Bob. What is this? Because I'm I'm looking at social media. I've seen a lot of videos of people walking across like roads going like this. (laughs) And these eyes things, the eye things. I looked them up. They're about $4,000 to buy. What are they? Uh, so it's called the Vision Pro. Um, Apple says it is the number one thing they've been working on since the iPhone came back all the way back in 2007. Uh, they are not calling it virtual reality or augmented reality. They are making the distinction that it's spatial computing. Uh, so the concept there is they have like a bunch of native apps that are built in where this thing could in theory replace your computer your desktop your laptop whatever anything you could do on a computer you can do now hands-free not tethered to anything but uh the battery pack that powers this headset and then here you see somebody's looking up directions on the subway in real time oh wow yeah but you've got to walk around looking like you're from the future looking like an idiot looking like a total dickhead yeah if you keep scrolling, I mean, there's a guy who's actually using it while driving a car. <laughs> I mean, listen, I get That's it. That's pretty cool. Apparently, you don't, you can control it just using your eyes and your hands. You don't have to be physically touching something. So I guess that's amazing technology. And no doubt there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. But I could do without the bloody, the Michael J. Fox back to the future look. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just... Walking around. They can make it a bit more compact and a little bit more stylish. Yeah, like you could like have like some regular ass glasses on or something, right? Well, they have those those uh is it the Ray Ban ones that like yeah, live stream? The cameras? Yeah. I got, I gotta get some of them. I would love some of those. And you can record what you're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's a recipe for disaster. Though. I was gonna say that could get kind of creepy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm making sure no one's fucking recording me when they're coming up with the glasses on and yeah, all the yeah. rest of it. What was it that they used to have? Because I, I remember Joe Rogan having a pair on at the uh, at the weigh-ins once. They used to have those Google glasses. Remember mm-hmm. those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think they could for four thousand dollars. You can make it look cooler. That's for sure. Yes, one hundred percent. Brian, have you got any thoughts on this? We haven't had Brian on the show today. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hope you're well. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think people are going to be doing this. This is this seems like a good way to just get Darwin awarded out of out of reality here, you know? You just be walking down the street doing something on your chat face and get hit by a bus and I won't be <laughs> Yeah. No, for sure it doesn't look good for peripheral vision, that's for damn sure. And as a man with limited perif, I can you tell you. 
it's it's life is easier when you have two eyes and you can see past here. You know what I mean? Ooh, I got something. I'm scrolling through Instagram last night and I thought of you. Please. There was there was a girl that had like a like an uh an eye prosthetic that looked exactly like yours. Um but she had this case like they had like 10 of them and she's a teacher. She teaches like elementary school and they all have like different designs on them. So she has like fun little designs on her eye. It was actually really goddamn cool. It's funny you say that because I, I think I sent it to in the chat. Maybe um, there's a guy, I think it's San Francisco 49ers. They, are they in the Super Bowl? They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got a prosthetic eye with the logo of the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, wouldn't be my first choice, but yeah. Have you thought to like get some fun ones and put some designs on them? No, I need to get another one because when I got this one done, you're supposed to get a new one every year. The three thousand five hundred dollars a pop. And oh, like, this chick had like ten year. of them. Yeah, well, she's loaded. But yeah. I have had the set. I've got one. It's my most prized possession of all. I, nothing lasts very long with me, especially mm-hmm. when I'm pulling this thing out. Every time I'm drunk or something, or there's new kids, <laughs> I pull it out. I'm like the, I'm like the creepy uncle. Like I scared <laughs> the shit out of my niece when I was back in English. She did not like me. I pulled my eyeball out. She was like, ah. <laughs> you know, I'm meant to get a new one, but I don't think I'd have a, a football logo. You, you got any uh, interest in the Super Bowl, Anthony? Yeah, my Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. What do you make of all this stuff that's going around that the Super Bowl's rigged? It's all rigged so that uh, Taylor Swift can endorse Joe Biden. Yeah, have you seen I, this? Have you seen this? I, I've this, definitely this seen it. I have Brian. Yeah, come on, Brian. We need we need your input on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm not averse to the theory that this is all a big psyop. That seems like it makes sense. There's no reason why, like, we've never really paid attention to Taylor Swift's uh, personal life like this before. Uh, <laughs> nobody, she doesn't, it doesn't, she doesn't fucking matter. Um, it, this all just, shut up, Harrington. That's her whole thing, is who she's dating. That's literally right, been her right. whole career. Brian, your volume's super low, just FYI. Oh, hello. Um, How about that? No, Much better. That's better. There we better. go. I, I just think she's a. I think this is all a psyop. There's no reason her psyop boyfriend, like she's paired with a with a psyop boyfriend who's like the Mister Moderna Pfizer guy. He's like, <laughs> everybody get your fucking vaccine shots. And Taylor Swift's like, oh, everybody fucking whatever I say. I don't know. Listen, I don't know what you think wrong. about. The, I don't know what you think about the vaccines or anybody else. But well, I have an idea what Brian thinks. But the amount of money that Pfizer probably paid Travis Kelsey to do that commercial you could get me to say anything probably that's what i'm saying dude me too <laughs> i'd be mr i'd be mr <laughs> pfizer and so i kind of feel bad for him They're like, oh mr pfizer like listen i'll cash that check yeah but yeah yeah but do you honestly believe no no it, all, all seriousness brian do you honestly believe that there's a potential that all the super bowl the, the nfl it's all rigged no, uh, I mean, I've heard that for a long time. That's crazy. No, well, that, I mean, it's not just something that I, I'm coming up with here. It's like I've, I've heard that for a very long time. People have been saying that professional sports in America are rigged to make narratives. It's not a new thing that uh, I'm hearing. So it doesn't surprise me that it's coming up now. Well, when the when the graphics came out for the Super Bowl, they they there was supposedly this this leaked uh, graphic where they were showing who the Super Bowl or the the halftime show was going to be, and it was like 
the 49ers versus the Ravens, which is who the Chiefs ended up beating. So even if it was, they're saying it was rigged, it didn't work out that way anyways because the Chiefs won. So it didn't matter. Well, the Chiefs are still there, though. They are. They are. The Chiefs are still there. Who gives Which a I'm shit fine with. Who gives a shit? As long as my yeah, team I'm wins, rig it. I'm about bloody Taylor Swift. Anyway, uh, let's get back on board with some mixed martial arts. Harrington, you were going to say something before. Please rescue this show. <laughs> That's a first. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that is a first. It's fair. Uh, Ian <laughs> Gary. Sabotage is... the show. There we go. Um the uh, Ian Gary is in the news. Uh, he made a prediction, right? As you know, he's wanted to do. He makes his, you know, mystic Ian Gary predictions uh, for his fight. And this one with Jeff Neal is receiving a lot of backlash for some of the faces that he made in it. Uh, Brian, if you want to play that, it's uh, let me know what you guys think. Is this is this good trash talk? Finish him. I'm going to make him quit. He'll choose when he is done. I'd like to fucking kick him to the body. I have him do that like when the dog's shitting. Look when the dogs look at you like when they're pooing for protection. That's what they do, right? Dogs look at their owners when 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 they're pooing because that's when they're vulnerable for attack, right? There's me. Do the face again. Like that. <laughs> He's confident. Is that's that a thing? Damn sure. Because I'll tell you this: my dog's outside taking a shit, and he's staring at me. I was like, "You stop looking at me. Look at me while you're taking a shit." Is that a real thing? Well, I mean, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I'm Harry. Sorry. No, no, no. Harry took a shit on our rug, our <laughs> new rug, right? And I'm like, this morning, I'm like, Harry, get here. And he, he fucking knew. He knew what it was about, and he wouldn't come. Mm-hmm. And I, get over here. Get over here. I wanted to tell him off, but he just, he froze and wouldn't come near it, little bastard. Keeps shitting on, well, doesn't keep shitting, not all the yeah. time, but he has been known <laughs> to take a dump on the rug. And we just got a new one. I'm like, does Harry, he, this Does he stare at not, you, though? He, he Well, he kind of did, yeah. Now, see, I feel like that's them a certain dominance over you. <laughs> <laughs> Harry couldn't assert dominance over anything. I, I mean, you're not shitting on his floor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, what do you think about Ian Gary, though? I was just saying, that's a confident man right there because you look at all the shit he's had online. He ain't backing down. I mean, yeah, he turned yeah. off the comments for a while. I don't know if they're back on now. Uh, but he's still talking a lot. No, they're, of shit. they're for sure off. I checked on that video. They're off. They're still off. That's what I think. <laughs> what do we think about the comments being off? He's not past it yet. He's not past it yet. And he's not hasn't made it to a fight week yet. We'll see how we feel. Cause it's all gonna it's it kind of blew over a little bit because it we're there this sport moves so fast. There's so much going on. There's so there's always the next week in a fights. There's a whole nother fight card. There's a whole nother narrative happening. But when it circles back around, uh he's gonna have to answer some questions he doesn't want to answer. 100%. But I will say this. I like guys like that in this sport. That's what makes it fun. It gives us stuff to talk about, mm-hmm. you know? So guys like Ian Garrett, they make it more colorful. Yeah, right? Maybe it's not your cup of tea. Maybe it doesn't float your boat. But it makes you interested in the fight. That's for yeah. damn sure. Yeah. And that's what well, you want to do. You want to evoke he, emotion. I think he did a good job just kind of going under the radar. Kind of He kind of went off the grid a little bit. You didn't really see or hear much from him. Uh, I think that was smart, and now he kind of came back, firing up for his fight. I, he's making the right moves right now, and he's fighting what two weeks? Yeah, less than two weeks. A week on Saturday, UFC two ninety eight mm-hmm. Anaheim. Uh, Jeff Neal, 
That's a tough fight, though, man. That's a really tough fight. I mean, Jeff Neal was giving Shavka everything he could handle. You know, that was, was a pretty close say. fight. You That's know, I mean, I yeah, say. all right. Shavka got the finish in the third, but Jeff Neal was handling himself. He hits hard. He's very powerful. He ain't no bitch. No, no. Jeff Neal is tough. He's really well trained too. Uh, safe, raised about side. that guy. So he's a great. He's got a great team behind him. He's got great coaches. Um, He's got a lot of a lot of like long rangey strikers to to be in front of. That's big. I think that's Jeff Nils one of his biggest problems is he, he's so stocky and doesn't have a real long reach, and you know he's not yeah, yeah. particularly fast. You know, but he deals with long rangey strikers very very well. I think for Jeff though, the main problem is going to be the speed because, yeah. as you say, Ian Gary is tall, he's lanky, he's lean, but he's quick. Fast. He's sharp. He's technical as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think because of some of the online shit that's been going on, people are forgetting the skill set that he has. And yeah. that's where this confidence comes from. And of course, beating people like Neil Magny the way that he did, the way he shut him down and all the other victories. You know, I think, yeah, he's got a real speed advantage on Jeff Neal. So that's going to be a tricky one for him. Yeah. I mean, with the with just the dumb shit, you know, that goes on online with Ian Gary, it's hard. It's easy to forget that that dude can act, he can fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. forget how you feel about him and whatever he's got going on. He can actually fight too. I'll tell you another fight. We never mentioned it. We should have done before. Robert Whitaker, we were talking about him and Drickus Duplessis. We haven't talked about this. Robert Whitaker and Paolo Costa. That is yeah. a sick fight in the middleweight division. I mean, Paolo Costa, you know, he's he, he just doesn't fight as frequently as he should, but he's the real deal. So I tell you what, you got to respect Robert Whittaker. After losing to Drickus Duplessis in the way that he did, being right there, being the consensus next best middleweight on the planet. And now he's kind of forgotten about because of, you know, we've got the new champion. Sean was the champ for a bit. Then there's Izzy. You know what I mean? It seems like Robert Whittaker is kind of like an afterthought right now. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful to Robert. It's just, you know, there's been a lot of progression in the career. Right. Uh, sorry, in the division, pardon me. Um, going up against Paolo Costa, it's risky, but it puts him right back in those conversations if he can get the job done. It does. It, it would help him a lot more if Paolo was a little more active. You know, so <clears throat> excuse me. It's a big win. It, it, it changes everything for him. That changes the entire Robert Whitaker narrative, especially with having a totally different champion. It, it, as long as the champion's name isn't Israel Asanya, Robert Whitaker's always probably just won a, one win away from a title shot. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Early prediction: Costa Whitaker. I think Costa's more polished. I think he's faster on. Sorry, sorry. Whitaker's more polished. He's faster yeah. on the feet. But Costa's a problem, man. He, he is a problem. Makes, he makes everything so dirty. He, and he's so aggressive. You can yeah. you can make a you can change a lot by just being meaner than other people. What's so funny? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just gonna look at some of his his tweets because he's a funny bastard. He's super Twitter. funny. Yeah, I yeah, enjoy yeah. I enjoy his, his online persona, that's for sure. But what did he say? He just said the other day, I went to the pizzeria to buy my dinner, and while waiting for the pizza to be ready, I drank four beers, smoked one cigarette, and picked up the phone from a fat lady. Jesus of Nazareth, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is that? And when he says shit like that, I can't tell if he's joking or he's being serious. Yeah. So what funny. else have we got? I've just seen him shadow box and stuff. He's a funny right. guy, man. Do you He's see the one funny... where like he has the crease in his armpit? And oh. it's like he's super close to it. And <laughs> what does this look like? It was like like he posted. I was like, oh my God, what is he posting? And then yeah. like just zooms out and it's you know, it's his face. The guy's funny. 
His yeah, secret no, juice is, thing. Like, I mean, Jesus. Christ. He has a lot of fun with that as well. All right, this episode is sponsored by Bioptimizers. Look, listen, you don't know this, but you are not getting enough magnesium in your body because four out of five Americans, they just aren't. And that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 300 biochemical reactions inside your body. So today I want to talk to you about the most common signs to look out for that could indicate that you are magnesium deficient. Listen carefully at the end because there is a special offer happening and this could be exactly what you need. Here we go. Are you irritable or anxious? Do you struggle with insomnia? Do you experience muscle cramps or twitches? Do you have high blood pressure? And are you sometimes constipated? There are dozens of symptoms of magnesium deficiency. So these are just a few of the most common ones. Now, here's what most people don't know. Taking just any magnesium supplement doesn't solve the problem because most supplements use the cheapest kind that your body can't use or can't absorb. So that is why I exclusively recommend Magnesium Breakthrough. It is the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with seven unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and then absorb. All bioptimizers supplements are the best in class, and if for some reason you feel differently, you can get a full refund. No questions asked. And they are so confident that they offer you a 365-day, that's a full year, money-back guarantee. All you got to do is go to biooptimizers.com slash BYM. In addition to the discount you get by using the promo code BYM10, you can get free gifts with purchases up to two travel size bottles of magnesium breakthrough. Act fast because this is a limited time offer. So right now go to biooptimizers.com slash BYM. In addition to the discount you get by using the code BYM10, you can get gifts with purchase up to two travel size bottles of magnesium breakthrough. So act fast because this is a limited time offer. Right now, go to bioptimizers.com slash BYM. BYM10 is the code and get free gifts. Anyway, um, so we've got an interview with Themba Garimbo. We're going to throw to that now. I can hear you clearly, brother. Thank you. How are you, man? Loud and clear. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Themba Garimbo, Zimbabwe's finest, the knockout artist, <laughs> the guy that has done so much recently. We've got a lot to talk about, brother. First of all, congratulations on that sensational victory at the weekend. Thank you so much, Jason. And it's a blessing to talk to you again, brother. You're a legend. You were champion in the UFC, and I'm going to become a champion just like you were. Yep, yeah. Well, you talked Saturday about manifesting that victory. Um, you went out there straight away, got the job done, stunning fashion, dropped him early, followed it up beautifully. Um, what made you so utterly convinced that that was going to happen? Because you said you manifested it. Yeah, so basically what happened this thing is that before the before this catcher uh, fight, I was supposed to fight a guy called FIFA uh, Crosby from England. And he said some stuff about me that rubbed me very wrongly because, you know, after the rock story, a lot of people were saying stuff about me that don't even know me, you know, where I felt like I was less deserving of what was happening to me in my life. And I was questioning life as a person. I was kind of depressed as a person in terms of like wandering around and thinking. Everybody thought I was happy and everything, but, you know, I was thinking to myself, Maybe I don't deserve to be in this position and everything. And, you know, it's like questioning things. And then someone calls you a mocha, uh, which, which he called me on one of his posts and said, I hope your father, uh, the rock, bought you a life insurance to come with, 
with uh, with that house, you little moocher. And I didn't know what it was, a little moocher. I had to ask my friend who's in England, what's, what does what does the moocher mean? And he says to me, no, it's someone that leaves off people. So then I say, he does not even know. He didn't ask the rope for the house. The rope just came to me and did what he did for me. And, you know, it hurt me because there were a lot of people that also jealousy people out of, I mean, people are nasty in this world, bro, like, you know. And, you know, he started questioning life. I was not in a good space mentally. And then when he said that, I made sure that way a point to myself that I want to knock this guy out. Um, I've never knocked someone out in my career. It's always a TK or whatever. I, want, I said to myself, I want to knock this guy out cold because, you know what, he's being nasty and I have to do nasty things to him. Uh, people are bad. And I'm a nice guy. You know, I try to submit that so that, you know, I don't get to hate people. Um, but, you know, um, if someone says something like that to me, uh, like he did, I made a point straight away when I signed the contract. I said, I manifested straight away. I said, I'm going to knock this guy out. So Peter, he just was on the receiving end of a knockout that was not supposed to be his. You know, he, that guy pulled out of the fight and then I ended up at fight Peter. And it was already something I wrote down before the fight. And, you know, I had to just follow through and do my thing. So he was calling you a moocher. Because of what happened with The Rock. I mean, listen, that's a beautiful thing that The Rock did for you, but I can't understand why somebody would then attack you because of that. Yeah, like he, like he came out at me and said that to me. Maybe he was trying to be funny. Maybe, maybe he was trying to sell a fight. You don't need to sell a fight if it's a fight night. Come on, we're not at that level yet. And, you know, for me, I took it personal because, you know, I had already people saying that's kind of stuff to me online where I felt like even myself, I was questioning myself as a person. I'm like, do I deserve this that is happening with me? You know, like you said questioning a lot as a person because I'm a very emotional person. And when people say that stuff like that to me, it hurts me. Mm. Um, and I made a point to myself that I'm going to knock this guy out. It just happened that um, the opponent changed and I had already written down that I'm going to win my fight by knockout and I just had to follow through. Yeah, yeah. Well, well listen, let's just talk about that, what The Rock did, because you're not being a moocher, far from it, but that was a beautiful gesture, man. I mean, talk me through that moment when you found out that The Rock had done that for you. I mean, number one, that's a crazy sentence that The Rock got you a house. This is Dwayne Johnson, one of the biggest stars on planet Earth, and then he gets you a place to live. I mean, that's just incredible. Look, bro, I honestly, like, for me, I didn't know about the house here. He lied to me. He said to me, I'm going to show you. I'm going to make you meet one of my friends who lives here in Miami. He's going to set you up on things when I'm not in town. So I came here thinking that I'm going to meet his friend. Uh, but then it was, I don't know, man. Like, when you're in front of him, it's the rock. You're yeah. starstruck, you know. I'm seeing the rock, and um, my mind is only thinking I'm in front of greatness, you know. And we got here, and uh, I don't know why was I not thinking because he, I think he, I can't remember recall it properly, but I think he put the code to get in here. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. Uh, and we got in here, then he's calling his friend that's supposed to be his friend. Then I hear there was no answer. Then, um, then he says, Yeah, nice house. Look at those pictures. Then I saw the picture, then I'm like, That's me and my family. Then he's like, Yeah. I want to bring you here and, you know, look in eye and say, here's a place for you. And, you know, I, it was real for me. I even almost double-legged him naturally. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you know, like, just to be in front of him for me, it was, it's, it's a blessing just 
like this thing, it's a it's unheard of for me to be here where I am. Like I always say to you mm. before uh, thing, right? Like just to be in this country for me, it's unheard of. I'm super grateful to be here. And then to have this type of moments and things happening in my life, I don't know, bro. I believe in God a lot more now because I believe my life, he brought me this far so that I can become an inspirational to many and a testimony that God really does do exist because it's unheard of, brother. It's unheard of. I've never seen such. Maybe that happens and we never get to see it. But for me, man, I'm, 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 I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, well, you've got to take some of the credit yourself then, but because they say good things happen to good people. And you're a good person, man. You're out there, you're working hard, you're trying to take care of your family. I try so, not to say I'm a good person, basically. Hey, come on. You say you're good. You are bad in someone's book. We, we, like, yeah. so I try to say, um, like John Jones once said, we are all bad people trying to be good. Well, and I think we, I'm maybe John Jones is. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think, I think, I think, I think, yeah, that's, that's what I think of myself. Like, I am, I try to be a better person every single day, try to do something good. Uh, sometimes it's also for a selfish reason, right? When I do these things, sometimes I feel good. And yeah. when I feel good, I know myself as a fighter, I'm dangerous. So I'm, I do these things and I'm motivated. And it motivates me. Like when I was reading the paper before I walked into the cage on Saturday, I saw the cataract part. I just said, no way this guy's taking this away from the people I'm going to help. That just gives you extra energy. It's kind of like double-edged sword, right? Where it's like double standard, where you are doing it for you and you are doing it for others too. So, yeah, I, I, I just try to be better every single day. Well, good for you, man. And I, I, it is beautiful words, what you're saying. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to speak to you today is because, you know, you are very humble, but you, you're currently trying to, is it build a well? Uh, uh, what are you trying to do back home in Zimbabwe? What did I see? I saw something um, at the weekend. So, yeah, I, I was, I was the, the boho stuff is finished now. I'm not going to do that stuff anymore uh, because I think I've done enough. Uh, I moved on now to a thing where I want to do, there's two things I'm doing. So one of the days when I was running here, I was just thinking randomly instead of saying, oh, I passed my high school, but hey, things were tough. I would go back home and I never get time to study when I get home because it's dark. We, we leave for school when it's still dark. We come back when it's dark. We never get time to study like other kids when they get home. Why? Because paraffin was expensive, you know, to buy paraffin to study. And it, it was hard. So I just thought to myself, what, what can I do also to help other people that probably are right now in the same position in my village that are in the same situation and they go back home, they don't have time to study and they fail or they don't do as well as they should just because they don't have time to go back home and study because um, the parents can't afford paraffin, you know? And then I just thought to myself, why can't I just build, because I was going to build a gym in the village. I just said, random so that the guys can go and train, but it's not very helpful because you're just going to train, take your, your stress out and then go back home, but does not really have it right future on that, you know. Um, then I thought to myself, hey, if I go and build a, a library, like it's not really a, like a library type of thing, just a building, put solar panels in it. And now that I put it out, a lot of people have come on, uh, come on board and say, oh, we're gonna, can we put Wi-Fi? I mean, they're like, can we put Wi-Fi so that the kids can study and 
some of, of volunteering to put computers there, which is now a great thing. But for me, it was just to build a nice building, put a very, very, very good solar panels on top, which is expensive. But I, it was something that I just thought about. You just go put that and you hire somebody to live on the building and look after the solar panel because someone can steal it. And the kids can have free access, everyone, not just everyone, not everyone that wants to go and study at night there, they can go and study at night. And also like in the village, it's very hard for the guys to charge their cell phones sometimes because they have to walk six, 10 kilometers to go charge a phone. And then they will save that phone for a week. Uh, then walk again to go charge a phone. And you know, it's not nice. Um, if I can save that and put the solar panel there, then this can be used for that as well, that the people can go there and um, and charge their phones locally and don't have to walk all these kilometers to go charge their phones. And now that the people are trying, there's someone that want, volunteer to put Wi-Fi, oh, this is a blessing. Now the villagers don't have to buy data to call their family members uh, via WhatsApp and whatsoever. All they have to do is to go stick around at this place and 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 get get this help. So like that's just what I try to do with my platform, especially like after I win. Like before the fight, I try to be private with my staff because you know I like to talk after the fight, not before. Um, so I just try to use my platform in that way. That you know what, if I can lift one, it's better than lifting none. So like I'm just using this platform. Like, what I want is to become the UFC Waterweight Chairman, but that's up to God. Yes, I truly believe I will become, I am going to become a UFC Waterweight Champion. But that's up to him. That's up to God. He knows if I will or not. But what I can control right now is what I'm doing right now. That's amazing, Thamba. I mean, I'm almost lost for words. I mean, talk about giving back to the community. What you're doing there is, I mean, you should be really, really proud of yourself. That is just incredible. What is the total cost going to be for the library? What do you think? So um, I, I, I'm auctioning this stuff, right? Um, and breaking news, I mean, I already said it, but what happened is that I, I had a sponsor that was waiting for this fight. They're in Switzerland and in Dubai, and they were waiting for this fight to happen so they can send me the contract and uh, we finalize everything. And, you know, God does wonders, right? I went in there, win the fight, get the knockout and stuff like that, then now I have a leverage. Yeah, I mean, obviously what you're trying to do there is incredible. Does that bring some extra pressure though, Themba? Mm, I felt the pressure a little bit yesterday, but uh, I mean, on Saturday when I was about to fight, because when they played the video of me and The Rock there, when I was about to walk out, that was the pressure that I felt. I was like, damn, I have to win. But I was ready. The pressure, I create, I, I create this pressure also. It's good for me, honestly. Mm. It makes me work hard. You know, I have this thing that I put out on where, like, on my Instagram because I understand now that not every not every eye that is watching me wants me actually to do well. So I have this side where you can you can actually see it on the green side of my Instagram where it's like close friends. You're part of the people that can see my work. You know how hard I'm working all the time, and I I, I create that pressure also on purpose because it pushes me. To work so hard because I believe for me to be what I want to be, I have to have some sort of pressure that pushes me in training. Because I am, I am supposed to to, to do it. I am, I, I have to. It's a must. And yes. 
Once I step in the cage, I've got a clear conscience, I've got a clear mind, and I'm just there to do my job. The pressure is good because it pushes me in training. For you to win a fight, you need to push in training. The fighting part, when I step in the cage, I'm now just a guy that is there to win. Uh, talk to me about the reception that you're getting back in Zimbabwe. I mean, how are people finding what you're doing, putting Zimbabwe on the map in terms of mixed martial arts, trying to build I'm, libraries? I mean, you are you are, you are doing great things, brother. I'm doing great things, man, in Zimbabwe, but I'm a little bit, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed because so far I've not been able to walk out with, you know, there where on the UFC thing where, yep. where you put the flag of your country. They're not the Zimbabwean government. I mean, I don't know if it's the government or the sports ministry or whatever. They've not approved my flag to be put on my kit. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a hateful thing. You know, I'm a pride for Zimbabwean. And now I'm walking out with another country that's South Africa on my sleeve. And I'm not South African. It hates me. But people in Zimbabwe love me. Yeah. They love me. Of and course. It's amazing. That's why I, I, I don't do it for, for me to be loved in Zimbabwe. But it's my country. If I don't do one thing, nobody will. So... I will always go back home and do something because you know what? I know what it was like coming up from that place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you're in America now and you're a proud Zimbabwean. What is one thing or what's the thing you miss the most about Zimbabwe? When you think of home, what do you immediately think of? What puts a smile on your face? Hunting with dogs. Hunting rabbits with dogs. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so that's one of my missions. Um, I want to buy a farm once I can. I want to buy a farm. And then growing up, I couldn't afford to buy a dog. So I was stealing other people's dogs to go hunting rabbits. So I want to buy like seven greyhound dogs, seven German shepherds, seven Belgian Malanine, and live on my farm and build like a sports center on my farm. But I will be doing a lot of hunting once I'm done with this fighting. Yeah. So, so 21 dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? We we grow up thinking that life is better, but you know, once you are once you work hard, you wanna go back where you belong. That's home. And yeah, yeah I miss hunting with dogs. It's fun. Um, you know, like hunting rabbits, you know, the yeah, little yeah. rabbits. So yeah, it so was fun growing up. This is going to sound like a very ignorant comment, but it's a joke. Um, when you said hunting with dogs, obviously being from Zimbabwe, which is a part of Africa, I, I was going to say, what are you hunting? You know what I mean? And then when you said, I wasn't expecting rabbits. I was expecting zebra or no, know, <laughs> something, a bit more, something a bit more exotic. Do you know what I mean? The last thing I expected you to say, I thought you were going to say like lions or do you know what I mean? No, rabbits. no, 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 rabbits. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun, this thing, you know. I know I Even know. now, I'm going to Zimbabwe on, um, I can't read one, I, like on Wednesday. I don't know, maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. I go there. Uh, my friend owns a farm. His father owns a farm. So that way, when we get there, I always want to go to the, to the, to the farm and do some hunting. It's not real hunting when you're using a gun, for yeah. me personally, because, like, yeah. you're shooting from far. It's, it's nice to have labor towards your towards your food, you know, like mm. chase it with the dogs and then, you know, eventually catch it. And yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, no, it sounds amazing. Nice bit of rabbit stew then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. I don't enjoy yeah. the meat, but I enjoy the, the process of hunting. Uh, obviously the fight just happened on Saturday. You got through there very, very fast, super impressive, man. I'm excited for your future. Um, what have the UFC said? I mean, I'm assuming it's too early, but 
I think you just want to get back in there ASAP, right? As soon as possible. Yeah, as soon as I became backstage after the fight, um, man, I'm back. Oh, nice. I wanted sooner, but the coaches were like, no, uh, May. May. So, yeah, but it, I think it's a good timeline. May is good. Um, mm-hmm. I want it sooner. I want it sooner, but May is good. Okay. Um, okay. Well, listen, we, uh, we've got Hanato Moikano jumping on in a second, and we had a couple of Wi-Fi issues, which kind of ate into our time a little bit. I know you've got a busy day. You're, you're the bell of the ball. You've got interviews all over the place. You're probably, probably going to go check in with The Rock. When's the last time you spoke to The Rock? Oh, straight after the fight. He called me, and um, he made me cry before the fight, though, because, you know, he sent me a text. He's like, hey, bro, you're born for this, and um, go out there and do your thing. And I saw nice. the text one, once when I was backstage, man, and I cried a little bit, but, you know, I tried to hide away from everybody because, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's a lot of pressure, but I yeah. didn't cry because it was pressure. I just cried because, like, I just said to myself, I come very far to be here, you know. There's no way this guy's going to take this away from me. Um, and, yeah, it made me cry a little bit, but, you know, I I realized and you know seized the moment and I went in there won the fight and he called me after the fight first time me and uh, yeah man he 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 was very happy he was very very happy it's also like for him his name is on the line he's helping this guy from yeah Africa. yeah and you can't go embarrassing him he can't support some bomb you know what I mean you've got to fucking go out there and fight you got to fly the flag for Zimbabwe and for the Rock yes. And also, one thing I'll tell you, though, one thing he does all the time when he sends me a message at the end of the text or at the end of the voice note that he sends me, says, hey, brother, don't forget, you still have to put in the work every time. Yeah. Because he says everything is fine and I will support you whatever way I can, but don't forget, you still have to go out and put in the work, which is very true. And it's always a good reminder because I cannot, he's not going to fight for me. I have to go in there and fight. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good thing, you know, because it keeps me in check as well. Like, hey, don't forget, you have to put in the work. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, having all the opportunities in the world don't mean anything if you're not going to put the hard work in. As you say, you've come a long way. I've got no doubt you're going to go a lot further. Thank you for your time. And you are a good man. Keep doing you, Themba. You are a good I'm man. I'm, I'm trying to be better. Come on. Well, well, so am I. Aren't we all? We're all trying to do better. Demba, thank you for your time today. Congrats again at the weekend. And we'll see you soon, brother. Thank you, brother. Bless you. See you again soon, brother. Thank Mama. you. Thank you, Demba. Thank you, Take care. Time. All right. Thank you, Demba Garimbo. Um, Anthony, you were saying you're a little heavy right now. You're a little yeah. large. The beer yeah. belly's popping. You're 237. Yeah. you got a smile on your face. You're a happy I'm man. Happy. Another man that looks like he's been living a similar life. This is according to Harrington, because I didn't really see it, but apparently a lot of people are thinking that Islam Mahachev has blown up and put a few is pounds it? on. Oh, he a little, face a little round. It's a little round. A little round. Not, Harrington sent it to me like he was like going to be like gigantic. Yeah, it's a little I mean, round. We all kind of get a little round in between. 100%. My face is a little round. You, you don't look round. You never have a puffy face. It pisses me off. Really? I see. I, I maybe it's because I have my shirt off, but like I walk by the mirror sometimes, like in my bathroom, and I stop and go, "Jesus Christ, you fat piece of shit!" Like then I get all my feel. Like I got. I'm working out today. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, yeah. I take my shirt off and I'm like, oh. 
It's time to look old. Even though I'm working out and I'm getting, you know, I'm in pretty decent shape right now, but I'm like, yeah, looking yeah. a little old these days. Yeah, Gotta get not in your 20s together. anymore, Mike. Come on. Anyway, that's the show. Thank you to Temba. Thank you to Hanato Moikano. Thank you to Harrington and Brian. And thank you to you, Anthony. Brought a lot of fun and games today. Yeah, I'll see you on Friday. I'll see you there, buddy. Take care, guys. Thanks for watching.